Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doctor Matters Podcast. After a week-long hiatus, I'm back. And if you remember, one of the last episodes we did, we talked about how far we have fallen as a country, and we kind of looked back at 9-11 and how the churches were full after that, and how there needed to be a large resurgence of men in pulpits teaching the true word of God and teaching people who indeed God is. I fear that our country and even our world now has gotten away from who God really is, the God of the Bible that we find in the scriptures. And we have so many men teaching a man-centered theology. Now, anytime we seek to learn from people that teach a man-centered theology, or anytime we ourselves move from a God-centered theology to a man-centered theology, we are in error. We have found ourselves outside of the biblical parameters, and we need to repent and get back to the true biblical standard of who God is and not who man thinks he is, or not what God can do for man type thing, but what God says he is about himself in his word. So that's what we're going to do. If you remember, I closed out that episode. We were going to talk about, over the next several episodes, we're going to talk about exactly who God is from the Bible. Now, these aren't going to be long, in-depth episodes. We could get super deep into some of these things, but that's not the goal of this podcast, so to speak. This is the goal of this podcast is to help people, uh, the everyday layperson in the church or Uh, Just anybody that wants to learn more about God, more about doctrine, more about the scriptures, we want to do it on a level that is kind of easier to understand and and help them start to grasp who God is because, uh, let's just face it, we live in this society that is not teaching who God is. They're not teaching the depths of the scriptures. It's just surface-level stuff. So there's times where congregations and people that are listening, they're going to have to start to slowly wade in the water and get out in the shallow end before they get to the deep end. So we want to kind of teach some new things, maybe to some listeners, and some of you may have been well-schooled and well-versed in these things for many years, but we're just going to take a, a, a shallow dive into who God is, and hopefully that will help spark some more uh, study for those of you that are listening and as always, if you would like to add to the discussion, you can email me at doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com, or you can comment on Facebook, Instagram, or even Twitter, and we can keep the conversation going about each thing that we talk about with God. So we're ultimately going to look at the character of God, who God is, his attributes, and who he says he is from the scriptures. Now, it was A.W. Tozer that said, what you think about God is the most important thing about you. So when you hear the name God, what you think of is so important, and it's one of the most important things about who you are as a person, because you're either going to get it right, or you're going to get it wrong, or you're going to be somewhere in between, maybe not knowing right or wrong, but having some sort of knowledge that you don't know whether it's right or wrong about God. But Over the next several episodes, we're going to spend about 15 to 20 minutes really trying to unpack who God is, 
on just an easy to understand level. So we're going to look at several different things when it comes to this. We're, we're going to look at the spirituality of God, the sovereignty of God, holiness, the omnis, which there's three of those, the immutability, the trustfulness, the wisdom of God, the goodness, the grace, the love of God, the foreknowledge of God, and we're going to end up looking at the wrath of God. But today, I want to talk to you briefly about the self-existence of God. Now, this is also what we have heard, or you may have heard before, but if you've never have heard, it's also called the aseity of God, but it simply means that God alone has life in himself. He is not dependent on anyone or anything. So that is the God that we serve, and we have to think about this God that we serve and this God of the Bible, especially when we think about him being self-existent. So God is in the heavens, we know this. He is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases according to Psalm 115.3. So our God is in the heavens. But how long has God been in the heavens? How long has he been there? So when we think about our lives, we have to think about our life inside of what we know is time. Now, for the sake of just a little math, if there's any of you math folks out there, you can check my work here. But there's 24 hours in a day. There's seven days in a week. 365 days in a year, 60 seconds in one minute, 60 minutes in one hour. So listen, if you're counting, if you can put this all together, that is 31,536,000 seconds per year that we have in a single year when it comes to seconds. 31 million, over 31 million. We have 525,600 minutes per year. We also have 8,760 hours per year. Now, if we were to try to take those numbers and think about all the Netflix we could watch, well, actually, I hope you've canceled Netflix because of this cutie stuff and all the things that are going along with that. But uh, uh, maybe there's some other platform out there. Oh, yes, there is. Let me plug this. The American Gospel is putting out a new platform where you can watch gospel-centered content. should be coming out sometime in November, so keep an eye on that. You can Google that. And I also saw another one. I can't think of the name of it, but I'll get back to you because I think it's important that we promote these things that help us with our lives when it comes to what we watch. Now, if we think about this time that we have, it seems like we'd have a lot of it, but in reality, we're all so busy. We're stressed. We have so much to do. We have to go here. We have to go there. We have to do all of these things, but we are bound by this time. See, God has always existed, and he is the creator of time. If you look in Genesis chapter 1 in the creation, there was darkness covering the earth, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. So he was here before light even came into existence as we know it. When he created the world, time began, but he was here before time to create it. So God is eternal. Listen to Psalm chapter 90, verse 2. It says, Before the mountains were born, or you gave birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. In other words, what this is saying, from everlasting to everlasting, God has always existed. God has not been created by anything. He has always been here, and he always will be. He is eternal. So I think it would be helpful here to get a definition, but the Blue Letter Bible's definition of God's eternality is helpful for us in understanding this. It says this, There was never a time when he came into existence, and there will never be a time when he goes out of existence. 
because he created time, he is not limited by it. So God is eternal. He has always been here, even from the beginning as we know it and as we read it in the scriptures. So I find this to be very intriguing and encouraging about who God is, that there is nothing that created our God, the God of the Bible. There was nothing that created this world outside of this God of the Bible. There was no Big Bang. There was no uh, evolution. This is God creating all things, even creating man. And it's beautiful that there is no other God like our God of the Bible because Exodus chapter 15, verse 11 says, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? And the answer to that is nobody. God stands alone, he exists alone, and he is not dependent on anyone or anything. He is self-contained, he's self-sufficient, and he is self-satisfied in need of nothing else and in need of nobody else. Now, if we were to think through this, we would know that the first question of the Westminster Confession of Faith says, what is the chief end of man? Or in other words, what is man's purpose? And we know the answer to that or you may not know, but I'll tell you, the answer to what is man's purpose or what is man's chief end is to give God glory and enjoy him forever. So we are to give God glory. We, we are created to worship. We're created to give him glory. But listen, because God is self-existent, he is not dependent on anything, you are not and I am not gonna make God more majestic, more holy, more glorious than he already is simply by our praise and our worship and our ascribing worth to him. Yes, we are created to do that, but it isn't gonna take God from a level five in his glory to a level seven every, every year we worship well, right? He's always been and always will be glorious, majestic, and holy, and sovereign. All of these things 100% of the time, and there is nothing that can be added to that. He is not depending on us to keep his glory. As a matter of fact, God is going to get his glory from us one way or another. The Bible simply tells us that everyone will ascribe to him worth and acknowledge him as the Lord. And Christ, every knee will bow to him and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So God will get his glory no matter what. He will get it through circumstances in our lives, through whatever goes on in our lives, but he is seeking his glory, but that doesn't make him more glorious than he already is. And that's a beautiful thing to think through that we don't have to uphold God in some sort of way. Like we don't have to prop him up to keep him God. God is always going to be sitting on his throne. There is nothing that will ever dethrone him. There is nothing that will ever shake him. There is nothing that will ever stir him because he is God alone, self-existing, creator of all things, dependent on nothing. As the book of Acts chapter 17, we see that he is not served by human hands as though he needed anything because he needs nothing. He needs nothing. And that's one thing that we have to understand that in this man-centered theology, we're giving God all the things that we think he needs in order for him to bless us in some way. No, we give God glory and we really expect nothing, but the Bible does teach us that he will bless his children. Sometimes he blesses us in the form of suffering, so we better be careful 
and not manipulate or change the word of God to think that every blessing he gives us is going to be some roses and, and, and hot, warm, hot black coffee smelling aromas in our nose type things. Sometimes this comes in the form of suffering, and even our suffering is good as every perfect gift comes from above, as James tells us. So sometimes the blessings we receive in life as being obedient to God and exalting Christ come in the form of suffering because he uses that suffering to sanctify us and make us more like Christ, and it's all for his glory and our good. And when we think about this God that didn't need anything or anyone, yet chose to create man, what a blessing that is to us, that we even have life and we get to experience these good graces that he has given us. We get to experience a good sunrise, a sunset. We get to experience and enjoy hot black coffee. We get to experience and enjoy the laughter of kids. We get to experience and enjoy sports. We get to experience and enjoy many things on this earth because God in his goodness chose to create us. Now, we have to be careful that we don't make any of these things that we get to enjoy an idol. God has been very clear on that, that there will not be any other gods before him. We we need not have any idols. So we have to be very clear that although God created us and we are allowed to enjoy things, these things can't become idols. We can't worship these things. We worship the self-existing, dependent on nothing, God of the universe that created all things. The one that created even time as we know it, that we have tried to fit so many things into. He is a God that will do all things according to his purposes and his plans. So I want you to know today on this episode that that our God does not need anything. He does not need anyone. He is dependent on nothing, but we are created to give him glory. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. So when we give God glory, again, we're not making him more glorious because he is not depending on us for anything, but he has created us for, for his glory, and he will not share his glory with anyone else. Isaiah 42, 8 says, I am the Lord, that is my name, my glory, I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. So although God has given us the ability to enjoy good things on this earth, we need not worship those things because God will not share his glory with anyone. We are not like God. We cannot bring God down into our image and make him into our fashioned God that we can know and love and pull things from the scriptures that we like and leave the things that we don't because that's not the God of the Bible. We serve an almighty, self-existing here from eternity past, and we'll be here for the rest of eternity, a God that is creator, sustainer, and dependent on nothing else, yet chose to let us live in this time to give him glory and to enjoy these things. He does not live and move like we live and move. We must surrender to our great God and submit to his will and trust him in all things and everything that we do We have to give him glory. And the fact is, as I begin to end this short episode, I hope it's been beneficial to you, that the fact that God is self-sufficient and self-existing and depending on nothing should bring us comfort. 
because this is a God who knows all things, created all things, and even knows our needs, and he doesn't leave us out there to fend for ourselves. He has given us his word. He has given us community with the fellowship of brothers and sisters in Christ to be able to to live and, and have life with in community and to pray to him. There is no barriers. We get to pray directly to the Lord through Jesus Christ, and Christ intercedes on our behalf as well. Even the Bible teaches us that the Spirit is groaning on our behalf. Our God is a great God here from eternity past. He is unchanging. He knows exactly what's happening in our world. We've talked a lot about the culture lately in a lot of different episodes, but our God is sovereign over these things. He has a plan, and he's had it from the very beginning. No matter what happens on this earth, no matter what happens in life, God knows all things because he created all things, and he cares about all things. So we can find great comfort and rest in those facts. And again, God cannot be conquered. He cannot be defeated. And he is the God that sits on his throne and will for all of eternity. So I hope it has been beneficial for you to at least see that God has always been here. He's relying on nothing to remain God. He is not dependent on us to, to prop him up as his God status. He's always been God. He will always be God. And it is important that you know this self-existing God. And the only way to know him is through his son, Jesus Christ. So I want to end this episode by asking you, have you been reconciled to God by repenting of your sins and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ? You don't have to wait till you get to your church Sunday to walk an aisle to be saved. You can be saved right now where you sit, even listening to this podcast, by recognizing that you're a sinner, acknowledging that sin to God, asking him to forgive you, turning from that sinful lifestyle, and placing your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, believing that he came, he died, was buried, and he rose again, and one day he's coming back again. Believe those things in your heart. Confess that Jesus is Lord with your mouth. The Bible says you will be saved, and you will be reconciled to God, the self-existing, all-majestic, all-powerful, all-holy, perfect God that relies on nothing to remain God. So I pray that you have been reconciled to him through his son Jesus. And I pray that you would understand and know that God needs nothing and he doesn't even need you yet chose to give us life. So I pray that you'll give him glory. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast, The Self-Existence of God, or in other words, as we mentioned, The Aseity of God. Next episode, we're going to look at the spirituality of God. This means that God is simply a spirit being, that God doesn't have a body, but we will see that Jesus came to this earth and God was fully pleased to dwell within the second person of the Trinity, which is Christ. So until next time, thank you for listening. If you have any more questions, comments, concerns, feel free to reach out, Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can talk to us on the Facebook page, send us a message there, send a comment. You can talk to us on Twitter and even Instagram. So go find us on those pages, those platforms, and look us up, follow us, send us comments, questions, concerns. We'll be glad to talk with you. Until next time, we get on the spirituality of God. Have a great day in the Lord, and God bless. God bless.